everybody, and welcome to Talking Phillies with Matty B. Eagles pregame edition. I am your host, Matt Benarchek. Sunday, October the 18th, 2020, game day. Ravens-Eagles at the link with fans. Homecoming Eagles football game day here in Philadelphia. It is a great day for football as I look out my window right now. We have a, I wouldn't say a picture-perfect day, obviously, but we definitely have a great uh, weather forecast on tap for a mid-to-late October Typical fall game here in Philadelphia as the Baltimore Ravens will travel up 95 and play the Philadelphia Eagles, which should be an interesting game here today. So what are we going to talk about today on on our pregame show? Well, obviously, Kyle Quinn will be joining me here momentarily, and we will get into the meat and the bones of today's game. We will talk a little bit about the Steeler game last week. We'll put a bow around that, and then we'll transition into the uh, Eagles-Ravens. But There's a couple of things that I want to kind of put out there. And basically, here's some of the things that I want to talk to Kyle about. So heading into today's game, the Philadelphia Eagles are once again under the um, I would (laughs) under the um, um, the grip, I guess, of of a massive. And, you know, I use the word massive. Maybe I'd use it. Maybe it's used a little bit out of context, but I don't think so. So the Philadelphia Eagles heading into today's game have seven players listed as out for today's game. Seven players that hold current roster spots on this team. There's 53 roster spots. There's seven of them that are not able to play today. Now, this is a theme. This has been a theme for this football team going on now for, I guess, what, three years? If you want to be conservative about it, I know 2017 – all the injury, and we kind of had injury issues. I mean, we lost Jason Peters. Uh, we lost Carson Wentz at one point. They, were, they weren't they were as rampant, but they were definitely impactful injuries that season. But since 2018, to include 19 in this year, injuries, abundant injuries have been an overarching theme for this football team. And a lot of people have attempted to try to find out why. Why are we, the Philadelphia Eagles, so mired in injuries. And people will say, well, injuries are part of the game. And they are. Injuries are definitely a part of the game of football. I agree. That is why you have second, third, and fourth string players, because injuries are a part of the game. That is why you have a draft every year, so you can kind of replenish those assets and you're able to trade and, and, and do free agency. And every team is susceptible to the same issues that the Philadelphia Eagles are. But for some odd reason, the Eagles seem to be just mired in it every year. Every year, it's just like the injury list is just kind of it, it, the injury report is more of a of a story at times than the actual game. And the question that a lot of Eagle fans have, and that I've had for many years, is why. Some people say, "Well, Howie Roseman has chosen the wrong players for this football team." bringing in older guys, bringing in players that have injury histories, not doing his homework. Or other people say, you know, it's because of 
conditioning. Maybe the players on this football team are not conditioned well enough. Maybe our medical staff <clears throat> doesn't do a good enough job of rehabbing people. The Eagles have changed medical staffs completely in the la- over the last three off-seasons. Completely. Significantly. Have changed medical staffs out of the last three off-seasons. Off so there's obviously a lack of continuity going on somewhere in our, our medical area, in our training area. Now, when you kind of argue the fact that Howie has brought in the wrong players that have injury histories and that are susceptible to injuries and he's not done his homework, you can look at a player like Jordan Hicks. Now, he was a guy that came in and when Jordan was on the field for the Eagles, he was a linebacker, which is a position of, of great concern these days for the Eagles. Jordan was a dominant player, but he was consistently injured. So last year, the Eagles decided not to offer him a contract extension, let him go. He has signed on with the Arizona Cardinals. And since over the last season and six games or season and five games, Jordan Hicks has been on the field for the entire season. So why does Jordan Hicks get hurt here, but not there? What is going on with Jordan Hicks in Arizona that was not going on with him here in Philadelphia? What are they doing differently? Is it them doing differently, or is it a case simply of Jordan Hicks just got over that part of his career? Now he's found out a way to keep himself better. You know, it's a question that has plagued this team, and it's a question that will probably continue to plague this team going forward. Now, what side of the fence do I come on? Well, I'm going to reveal that later on here when I talk to Kyle, but I think it's a little bit more deeper than just Howie Roseman picking up the wrong type of players or signing the wrong type of free agents. I, I, I do. I think it's deeper than that. Now, I don't know what the answer is, and I don't know how to fix it, but I just do believe that it's a deeper issue than just how we bring in the wrong people. I really do. So we're going to talk to Kyle about that. We'll get into the X's and O's. We'll talk prediction. We'll talk summary. We'll talk the actual um, winner and losers of today's game. I'll reveal all that on the back end of this podcast as we as we talk a little bit more. But, of course, as I mentioned at the top of this program, there are fans today at Lincoln Financial Field. You know, praise Jesus. They're back. We're back, right? Now, got it. It's at that very, you know, COVID protocol, limited numbers. But it's, again, a step in the right direction. Now, is it getting old living in the COVID world? I mean, it's, it's not getting. It's been old. Okay, I wear a mask everywhere I go. I have a Philadelphia Flyers surgical mask that I wear as part of my wardrobe. All right? I wear it everywhere. I wear it to stores because I, 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 I'm, one, I'm, I don't want to get sick. Two, I don't want to get anybody else sick. And three, I'm just tired of hearing people kind of be like, where's your mask? Right? It's the sign of the times that we live in. 2020 has been that year. So, and I know all of this, there's nobody out there that I know of, at least, that's that's like, you know what, I'm down with the way things are now, and I, and I want to see things continue on like this. Nobody wants to do that. We all want to go back to normalcy. We all want to go back to February of 2020, or we all want to go back to, you know, a year ago, whatever. We want, we want to go back to the way life used to be. Now, I'm not going to get into it. This is not a COVID platform. I'm not going to talk about the political ramifications, and I'm not going to talk about, you know, the 
um, you know, the obvious, we're never really going to get back to the things the way they used to be. There's going to be a new norm, but obviously this is not the new norm. We want to get back to some sort of new old norm, right? And, and, and I got it. The trigger for that is going to be a vaccine for COVID. The trigger for that is going to be a COVID vaccine and then continuing education about what this disease can do. Um, so, and, and that, that takes time. You know, they got to they got to run vaccines or trials. They got to run through tests, the FDA or the FAA or the FDA, the FDA has then got to make its final determination. So it takes time. It's coming. And it'll be here. You know, every day we get every day we go on, we get closer. So the day is coming. Um, but yet, obviously, we're stuck in this new norm. Um, right now, but it is a great sign overall to see people back at Lincoln Financial Field today. I know there's been a lot of talk this week here on the in the Philadelphia area about about fans in the stands and what that represents. And would you go, you know, if you could get a ticket? I know tickets are kind of elevated, and there's a priority list of of who can purchase tickets. I believe season ticket holders are up top, and then kind of bottoms down from there. And I know they're they're kind of on the pricey side. But, you know, the, for those people that have decided to go, you know, I, I applaud you. I do. Uh, because you're not going to let the virus beat you. Now, obviously, it's important that you follow the protocols, that you wear your mask when you're not engaged in eating or drinking or, or whatnot. But, and you maintain the social distancing and all that. But, you know, I applaud you for getting out there and living your life. I am a firm believer of the core values of this country, what, what they were founded on. And uh, again, I'm not gonna expand upon any of that. It's just not a political platform by no means, but I applaud you. I applaud you for going out there today and supporting the Philadelphia Eagles and supporting your right to be present at these football games. And I also applaud the governor of Pennsylvania, which I have not been a big fan of. And I applaud the, the, gov uh, the mayor of Philadelphia. You know, for for noticing and recognizing that the protocols, if followed, you know, people will be safe. So it's a great day. Uh, as I mentioned, it's homecoming day. You know, the Eagles are back after being on the road for two weeks, and um, they are they are facing a, a a absolute challenge today as they they play a Super Bowl perennial Super Bowl contending team in the Baltimore Ravens, Lamar Jackson. Uh, the offense, the defense, uh, John, you know, John Harbaugh and, or, you know, what he brings to this table. Um, but, you know, everybody seems to have kind of varying opinions about what's going to happen today. And, I, and I'm going to discuss all that stuff in great detail with Kyle Quinn. But today signifies the end of the first gauntlet that the Philadelphia Eagles really have gone through this season. There's there's two gauntlets. I mean, all, all the games, there's no giving games in the NFL. Uh, I, I understand that, and especially with this football team, right? But there's there's two stretches in the schedule this year that the Eagles are going to have to go through, and today completes one of those stretches. There's a stretch later on in the back end of November into early December, another three-game killer stretch. Uh, you know, and the Eagles are going to come out of that. Now, obviously, today, you know, we'll, we'll kind of shape how we view this team, uh, especially how they went through the gauntlet, and obviously how we view this team moving forward. Uh, there's a there's a spot in the schedule right now where the Eagles will play today, obviously, and then they're going to come back on short rest, and they're going to go Thursday night against the Giants at home. 
which is a game that really, if you look at it, it's a winnable game for this team. I think that they, the Giants are just uh, a level below the Eagles right now. Uh, they're an awful team. Uh, so the, the, obviously, if the Eagles can find a way today to put together a complete football game, you know, they have the ability and they have the playmakers. They do on this team to win today. But if they they got to find a way to win this game because if they can find a way to win this game, it's going to propel them into Thursday. It's going to propel them with an opportunity to actually get themselves back to 500. And that would reshape and re-look and make, make us look at this season a, a whole different way. So today's a very crucial game for the 2020 Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, today's a game where if they win, you know, again, we're back in that first place conversation in this wretched NFC East. And it's also going to provide yet more confidence to this team as they continue to kind of fight through their early season struggles. A lot of talk this week has been based on the moral victory side of what happened on Sunday in Pittsburgh. I am not a big fan of moral victories when it comes to wins and losses on the field. Either you won or you lost. There is no third. There's a win-loss tie column. There's no fourth column in the NFL that's got the moral victory column. Moral victories is not a tiebreaker. Moral victories is not a way to decide, okay, they're one, one, and one, and oh, they're one. So uh, guess what? They're in first place. It's, it's, it's not a tiebreaker. It's a moral freaking victory, right? But the narrative or the consensus being around town this week has been they handled themselves well against the Steelers. They got down, they made mistakes, but then they battled their way back. And that is correct. And then, But they're hanging in the game on <laughs> the outcome of the game has been hung on that one play at the end of the game with Claypool and Geary and and that thing has been analyzed to death. As, as I have said this before, that film has been broke down more this week in Philadelphia than the Zaputa film in the Kennedy assassination. I mean, it has been the number one draw on YouTube. Uh, I've looked on it. There's over a million views of it. it, it it's been ridiculous how they equate or how the Eagle fans of this town equate the outcome of that Steeler game to that one play. Now, was it part of the outcome? Absolutely. But it was not the outcome. You know, the Eagles had opportunities when they had the football to win. They failed. Okay. And then vice versa, you turn around and then things like that happen. So to blame Nate, Nate Geary and that one play for the reason why the Eagles lost last week against the Steelers is ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. But it is absolutely part of the reason. So they come, so a lot of people are feeling that the Eagles enter today in a growing state. They're, they're maturing. They're coming together. They're figuring it out as a team. We'll see today, obviously. Uh, proof is in the pudding. When they're down there on the field today at the link, we'll see how far we've come and all that. But um, right now, it's obviously um, a daunting challenge to play against Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens. It's, it's a daunting challenge. So we got today's game. We got uh, it's a lot to be excited about today. We got a lot of um, uh, a lot of storylines to discuss. Me and Kyle are going to break down everything. We're going to, as I said, put a bow on last week's game against the Steelers. Talk in depth about about some of the factors that that might or might not prevent the Eagles from winning today. We're going to we're going to break that injury report down. Uh, we're also going to talk, um, you know, obviously the keys to victory, and then at the end of all this, give us give us our predictions uh, for victory. So. Stay tuned on the backside of this pod or in part two of this pod. Come on back where I'm going to come on back. I'm going to talk to Kyle. We're going to break it all down. Then I'm going to come on back and wrap it all up. So we'll see you guys on the other side.